I have now 10 minutes to introduce our next speaker. I'm going to divide the introduction into two parts, five minutes and five minutes. Five minutes is going to be a general introduction, and the last five minutes is going to be a specific introduction. Okay? So, here we go. I want to, you know, we talk about influencing others and being a shining example for others. I want to share with you a story that I heard recently from a friend of mine who's a shliach in the state of Washington, Reb Mordechai Farkash. Harav Reb Mordechai Farkash. Hagon Reb Mordechai Farkash. Mechabah Svarim. And I hear he, he shared this with me directly. He knows the person. There was a Jew living in Eretz Yisrael who was a businessman and he got involved with the wrong people and with the wrong situations. And he was now in debt, a lot of money, and his life was in danger and they were threatening him. And his life just became a mess. And it was so bad that at some point he decided that he's taking his life. On the way to work in Yerushalayim, he goes over a bridge and you can go off the bridge and fall down into an abyss and he'll be dead. He leaves to work and his wife sees he's leaving. She doesn't know it's the last day. And she says, do me a favor. Could you drop this off for our son? He was learning in the Chabini Yeshiva in Yerushalayim. She had a little package for him. Go drop it off for him. The problem, that wasn't on the way. <laughs> he would already be dead by the time he gets to the Chabini Yeshiva. So he thought to himself, you know, one last good thing for his son and for his wife, he'll kill himself on the way back from work. He'll go to the Chabini Yeshiva. On the way back, he'll kill himself. So he stops at the Chabini Yeshiva. I guess he knocks on the door of the Yeshiva. The Mashgiach comes out. He says, is there a boy here? Can you give this to him? He says, yeah. The boy is learning, but I'll give it to him later. He says, are you a taxi driver or are you a father? He says, I'm the father. So the Mashgiach of the Yeshiva tells him. He says, wow. What schuz do you have to have such a son? He's such a diamond. He's such an exceptional boy. His mind, his heart. And he goes on and on to extol the virtues of this boy. He says, it's such a privilege to have your son a yeshiva. And that's it, he leaves. And he tells Rabbi Farkash, he says, I'm thinking to myself, am I so crazy? I'm going to make this child an orphan because of financial pressure? I have a beautiful wife, a beautiful family. I have such a child. I have such a schus to have such a child in the world and I'm going to take my life. It's ridiculous. And he didn't do it. And he moved and he got his life together. And uh, he's here with us. I thought to myself, you know, when you talk about the power of influencing people, we are often so stingy with words. But imagine what you can do for a father and a mother when you speak this way about their child. Imagine what you can do to a child when you speak to him or her this way about themselves. Imagine what you could do to anybody when you speak this way about them. Living and radiating a consciousness, an awareness of Geula, when everything is one, when the beauty and the goodness and everything and everybody is revealed, already means today how you speak to somebody about themselves, how you speak to a parent about their child, how you speak to a child about their child. And if I may add, on a more personal note, 
For many years, the Jewish world has experienced a lot of division. And everybody in Chabad often knows the stories about the opposition to Lubavitch and the opposition to the Rebbe and the opposition to Chassidus, and it goes back from the times of the Baal Shem Tev. And I want to say something. Many of us are still living in that age, and it's not helpful. It's not helpful. Open your eyes. There's a different world today. This is a world, a Klal Yisrael, that wants oneness. I know there's, there's still, there's not everything is perfect. We're still waiting for Mashiach. But generally speaking, if you change your attitude, you will see an unbelievable response. Some of us are still like living in an old war, the way we speak about people. I'm not going to repeat expressions that I sometimes hear from friends and colleagues. It's so unhelpful. You're like, what age are you living in? Do you realize the opportunities today? <laughs> sometimes you become your own worst enemy. It becomes like a self-fulfilling prophecy. This is the age of Gula. It's the age of But there's a condition. The condition is you have to respect people. You have to respect other people's rabbis. And you have to respect other people's cultures. And you have to respect other people's communities. And you have to speak to them with respect. You know, every shliach in the world knows that when a secular person comes to the Chabad house, he or she has no problem quoting things from that culture in order to bring the person in. And yet, when it comes to from people, some of us are so allergic to quote anything from another culture because... <laughs> so secular sources you could quote to bring the secular people in. But chas v'shalom to quote from another community, from another circle, it's a betrayal of my identity. So besides the fact that it's shtusim v'havalim, read a little bit of the Maramekaymas and Lakuti Sichis, but it's so... Ancient, it's such, a, it's such a primitive and parochial approach when there's an unbelievable opportunity today to really create a consciousness of revolution, of Achdos Hashem, which is all connected to Achdos Yisrael. And one of the people in recent years who has become such a powerful, positive influence on so many, and you would think that under the circumstances he had every excuse in the world to be able just to resign and surrender to a very, very difficult challenge and very difficult fate is my dear, our dear, beloved friend, Rabbi Yitzhi Horowitz. Rabbi Yitzhi Horowitz, who many of you know personally, I had the privilege of growing up with him in yeshiva together and in, uh, as we called it, the hood together, the Crown Heights section of Brooklyn, and watching each other grow up was always a person filled with light and love and kindness and generosity and caring, a very big heart. He and his wife, Dina, went out on Shlichus in California, built a beautiful community. But then close to a decade ago, almost a decade ago, was diagnosed with uh, Lagarics, with ALS, as they call it today. And as the situa situation has deteriorated, the muscles stopped functioning besides Yitzi's eyes. But how much light did he bring to the world with those eyes? How much light does he bring to the world with those eyes? Talk about opening the eyes, Efin and the Eigen. Just eyes. I just spent Pesach with Rabbi Yitzhi Horowitz and his beautiful family, as I have spent Pesach with them for 
I think it's nine or ten years now, almost a full decade, we have been spending Pesach together. I think almost every single year, besides Corona, when everybody had to stay home. And um, Yitzi, in his very limited state, we go for Pesach together, is a source of just inspiration to so many. <laughs> without moving, without talking, without communicating, besides his eyes, he really becomes a lifeline in the, in the Pesach experience, infusing people with warmth and vulnerability and love and vitality. And I want to tell you something, by the way, based on what I'm saying. Every year, the KMR Pesach program of the Werner Brothers do the last day of Pesach, a fundraiser for Rabbi Yitzi. And this was spearheaded by a Jew who used to come there, not a Chabad Yid, his name was Reb Mendy Klein from Cleveland, a wealthy Jew, a heart of gold. And he spearheaded a stucker campaign in the last day of Pesach. And it goes on Ada Yoimaza. And you should just realize this, that the bulk of the money to support a person in this situation and his family, who obviously have no other source of revenue, comes every year from a group of mostly non-Chabad Chassidim who just watched Yitzi Pesach year after year after year. So you would think he's a Lubavitcher Chassid. Most of the revenue should come from Chabad Chassidim. And a lot does. A lot does. But most of it comes from not. We're living today in a world where there's an opportunity for unbelievable unity. But the attitude sometimes has to change inside of my own brain, inside of my own heart. Yitzi is with us right here. It's a privilege to have you with us. It's a privilege to know you. And on behalf of everybody who's here, the hundreds of Jews Hundreds, I don't know how many people are watching, could be couples and families, so maybe thousands. But hundreds or thousands of Jews who are with us here all over the world. Yitzi, it's a privilege to know you. And all of us want to bless you at this special moment of the Reish Chodesh of the month of Iyer. Ani Hashem Reif Echa, as is brought in Kabbalah and in, in Svarim and Echsidus. Ani Hashem Reif Echa. That Hashem should give you and send you it's an inspiration to know you. It's an inspiration to know your wife. It's an inspiration to know all of your children. To be able to watch all of those children who, despite very difficult circumstances, grew up to be such fine people, fine human beings, refined, loving, uh, cheerful, uh, full of generosity and kindness, as I saw them this year again on Pesach, is really an incredible source of empowerment and inspiration. And may Hashem give you and them all the kayach and the strength that you need during this era, and all the darkness should be transformed into light. All the challenges should be transformed into incredible opportunities. You should have all the bracha and Yeshua and atzlocha and refuah, lamata me'asaratvachem b'poyel mamish, b'toich klal Yisrael for everybody's, everybody what they need in their personal lives and in our collective lives. V'lo yishama ha'shoyed v'anacha b'gvuleinu, we should only have p'surah z'toyvah, t'omet kol ha'yamim, v'toyvah nidav ha'nigla, until the great p'surah and the ultimate p'surah of the ultimate transformation, o'idcha Hashem ki anaftabi, when we will all see l'poyel mamish, the mola ha'aretz deyes Hashem, and the Dorach Koich of Miyakov, in the Rebbe's Lashon, the Gula Mitzvah Shleimai, the Mashiach Tzedkenu, 
Take it from Yad Mamish. It's my honor and privilege to introduce to you this mega hakel, this mega fabrengen, our dear friend, Rav Chosid, Rabbi Yosef Yitzchak Ben Bracha, Rabbi Yitzhi Horowitz. Take down the house as you always do in your own inimitable way. Love yourself. In this week's Parshas, there are many mitzvahs, but one stands out of the path as a central pillar of Judaism. This is the mitzvah of a Yerol, love of your fellow Jew, in the Torah's words, and you should love your fellow as yourself. Rabbi Akiva says, this is a great principle in the Torah. How does one love every Jew, even those he never met? It's hard enough to like the ones you know. Why does the Torah have to add the words as yourself? The commandment could have been, and you should love your fellow. What can we learn from the words as yourself? From the words as yourself, it is clear that to love your fellow, first you need to learn to love yourself. How does loving yourself help you love somebody else? In order to love yourself, you need to understand what you are. Being a Jew means that at your essence there is a neshama, which is truly a part of Hashem. When you think about this, you realize how amazing you are and that you are one with Hashem. You realize that you must be capable of doing great things. You start to love yourself. Now, if you realize that your neshama and your fellow's neshama are one, then loving him is loving yourself. The more in tune you are with your neshama, the more your love for other Jews grows. Regardless of their differences, you love them because you are tuned to their essence. This is why every Jew felt loved when he came to the Rebel, because he was truly in tune with his neshama and therefore with yours as well. It was due to the lack of this love that the Baez Hamitnish was destroyed and it will take this love to have it rebuilt. This is a key aspect to bring Mashiach. We desperately need Mashiach. We are all suffering in one way or another in this exile. It's time for it to end. It's time to get past our petty differences and show love to our fellow. It is unbelievable how small and petty differences drive us apart. You will also be surprised how a show of love will be reciprocated. It seems that a one's closest to us pose the greatest challenge of all. This one doesn't talk to her mother, that one doesn't talk to his brother, etc. When I was diagnosed with ALS, it was sobering. What is important became clear. It is clear that family is more important than the stupid arguments. It is clear that differences such as religious level, dress, etc. are petty. It is clear that we need to unite. It is clear that united we will bring Mashiach. I just want to thank Rabbi Yitzi for your beautiful, beautiful words. And I just want to say that there's a sicha, your mechaven, I think, Tafresh Tzadik Heya, Tafresh Tzadik Vav. In the 1930s, the Fini tells a story that Reb Chanoich Hendel Kugel, the great chassid, Reb Hendel, he became a chassid through meeting somebody who was an older chassid, yet I think from the Tzamech Tzadik or the Mittler Rebbe, the Alter Rebbe. And um, he asked this person, how do you become a chassid? And he said, is It's really, really loving another Jew. And then he said as follows, You start off with yourself. The Yid in Avenik. He says, So that was uh, beautiful. Thank you so, so much. And the truth is, I think, you know, what we find so often, and I think Rabbi Yitzi knows this very well. I think we know all of this. Sometimes Avas Yisrael can also become a distraction of truth because if I really hate myself, 
and I love other people, very often that love is going to be very, very tarnished because we give other people our own energy. And if inside I'm, very, I'm a not a wholesome person, if I'm not a worked out person, ultimately I'm going to use other people to be able to feel better instead of really, really helping them. So when we really go into our own internal space, and maybe that's the final frontier, really embrace yourself and all your pieces and, and work it through, then you could really, really be there for another person. Because if, uh, if I'm not a worked out person, if my issues are completely ignored and not worked out, then your issues will trigger my issues and we will become entangled. But if I am at least aware of what's going on, then your issues can trigger my empathy and I could be there for you. So that's very powerful. Thank you, Rabbi Yitzi, and thank you, everybody.